Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Listen to These Nerds. Tonight, we're going to be doing another episode of Mythos Unit. My name's Chris, and I'm going to be the GM for tonight. And going clockwise around the table from my left... Uh, I'm Harry, and I'll be playing the character of Franklin Blackmore. I'm Yvette, and I'm playing Car- <laughs> Tara Dubois. It's been a while. <laughs> what are you talking about, Yvette? We play this game every... Two weeks. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> I'm John, and I'm uh, playing Chris uh, Chip Adams. Not Chris. <laughs> yeah, um, so you guys know it has actually been about two months or so since we played this. Many, many other games have come up in that time that we've had a blast playing. John, uh, John definitely became Chris at one point. He's still getting over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we do apologize if there's a slip up here and there, but we yeah. will get back on track very quickly. Just like how Chris definitely said clockwise and then pointed towards me, and I got real <laughs> confused at the beginning. You, none of you saw that, but uh, speaking uh-huh. of which, yeah. So uh, I'm Joey, and I'll be playing Quincy Adams once more in my old the, and I can act doddering and old, and no one will know it's because it's not be, just because I haven't played the game in a while. <laughs> I just don't remember anything because I'm an old man. Uh huh. And the only person who won't be making it tonight here is Megan, unfortunately, who's been caught up in some real-life events. She was so so forgetful of the game, she forgot it even existed and didn't show up. (laughs) No, she's taking care of family stuff. Rip, Megan. Rip Mm. in peace. All right. So, uh, last time that we played, if you guys remember, we, or you all, I should say, did a warehouse raid. Basically uncovered this humongous fighting ring that was being put on illegally you were able to shut it down, take a whole bunch of guys in custody. And after all the helicopters and all of the SWAT teams showed up to essentially disperse everything, make a whole bunch of arrests, and take people to the hospital, you guys were met by your superior officer, uh, Superintendent James Hightower, as well as everybody's favorite superior, Colin Buttermaker. Mm. And afterwards, the two of them took you guys to the hospital to get any wounds you had patched up, but also for the purpose of interviewing people that were also taken to the hospital. That is, victims that were found at the scene of the crime, basically, because, you know, in the police world, knowledge can be very hard to come by, so you need to get it while it's fresh. Mm. So, the trip down to the hospital doesn't take very long. You guys are loaded up in the back of a police vehicle, and attention is given to any of you that are injured. So, uh, you, for example, Franklin, because you have a bullet wound? Yes, I have a rather... It's not a super prominent, but it is still a bullet wound in my sho- in my right shoulder. They have one paramedic, paramedic in the car who makes sure to keep it compressed. That is, she has her hands on it and just makes sure that it doesn't bleed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it is painful, but she does the job. And eventually, you guys pull up outside the hospital, and... Um, anybody who isn't injured walk in, whereas those of you that are injured are taken aside and asked to, you know, sit in a private room where you're, you'll be bandaged up and taken care of and stuff. Alright. Such luxury. So, uh, just the the NHS is great! Police officers. Uh, how, how much damage did you take, Harry? I took one killing and three shock to my right arm. Okay, so... Yeah. Like, there's an actual bullet wound. It's not just, like, bruising. It's, it's actually pierced the flesh. And you could just become a ghost and have the bullet fall out. Nah. <laughs> it's kind of tough to move your fingers at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, eventually, um, while Franklin is being taken care of, the rest of you guys are in, essentially, the lobby, standing around with uh, Hightower and Buttermaker as you guys watch the various people and myths that are being pulled in through the front door. Many of them are injured. Several 
are in handcuffs because, you know, they're criminals and such that were involved in the whole warehouse thing to begin with. And, yeah, a few of them are in very rough condition after you guys had your way with them, so to speak. Thanks to your efforts, a lot of guys are going to be here for a little while. But they did a re- resist arrest, so, you know. Anyhow. They were firing guns. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like... That, that's not resisting arrest, that's assaulting an officer. Everything short of setting them on fire, uh, I think, was uh, pretty warranted. Yeah, um, I ha- basically, it's pretty hard to feel t- sorry for them right now. So, um, as all this is going on, Hightower turns to all of you. So, I have to say, you really blew the roof off the house with this one. Well, I would hope not. Um, there were many innocent people in that building. True. Nevertheless, you all did good work. Now, our job isn't here, isn't done here yet. Fact of the matter is, there are a lot of folks here that have some vital information about this case. We're going to need you to speak to each of them when you have a moment. Try to get what evidence you can. That is, I do know for a fact that the myths who had been taken captive... They're here as well, being attended to. A few of them were there for some time, so it's important to make sure everyone's in good health. Should we not perhaps give them time to heal before assaulting them with questions? That's exact. We're going to wait until they're out of surgery, out of whatever it needs to be taken care of. But once they're deemed essentially conscious, you know, that's, and once they have a moment to recuperate and get, regain themselves, that's when we are supposed to come in. Information is fleeting. We need as much of it as we can, given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a reminder, um, on the uh, on the bad guy side, uh, aside from the ghoul, were, were there any myths working for them? There was one. Or, sorry, that's out of character? Yeah, that's out of character. Okay, out of character. Uh, there was only one other myth that you saw that was working for the bad guys. He was a bugbear. That was, yeah, so big, uh, you know, goblin-esque furry guy that, as opposed to the hospital, he was taken directly into custody. So he's back at Scotland Yard right now. Okay. Yeah, and generally anybody who was, like, upper management was basically taken without a fight when we took down the ghoul, right? Yeah. They pretty much, uh, it was a very tense situation, but that was the point where the skills were tipped in your favor and they agreed to go quietly. Whether you'll be able to get information out of them is something else, but at the very least, they didn't go down guns blazing, so that's a big help. With that, now, if any of you wish, you can go back to Scotland Yard and interview some of the folks that we managed to take in without a fight, or if you wish, you can stay here and talk to those that maybe took a couple of licks along the way. It's entirely up to you. Um, I will remain here um, Mm. and speak with any of the individuals who survived the uh, ordeal. Um, I think, uh, especially that young boy is uh, particularly an interesting case. Ken, yes. Yes. If, if that's all right with all of you, and I look around at my teammates, mm-hmm. would, any, um, would any of you like to join me? Chris, just tell me when I'm out of uh, sure. surgery. Um, <laughs> you're you're yeah. near, like near your room, just start yelling <laughs> like, Hey! <laughs> Blackmore, what do you want to do? <laughs> mm. So after he speaks to all of you, if you'll give me a moment, he basically goes into where you're being treated for your injury, and he gives you the same rundown. Hmm. Alright. They think... make they make sure to, you know, give you quite a few painkillers and numb the wound before taking the bullet out. Oh, that's the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, out. <laughs> doesn't mix well with but, alcohol. They just mix Novocaine yeah, right into your arm. That's something else. You're not supposed to have alcohol for 24 to 48 hours, so... My, my eyes narrow significantly. Mm, 
I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so getting shot. One of your passions with loyalties? Yeah, it is. Ooh. Ooh. Somebody's losing willpower. Well, that's not true. I can just take brain damage. <laughs> Five killing damage to the head. You're done. <laughs> Fuck it. It was worth it. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. All right. Um, I'll go with... Um, yeah, I'll head back to Scotland Yard. I'll help with booking. Very well. Mr. Bois, Mr. Adams. I'll head back and help with the booking as well. Booking? I'll go with, um, what's his face? Quincy. Quincy. Mm. Alright. Dubois and Adams, you stay here. Uh, Blackmore and Adams, back to Scotland Yard. Alright, so with that, you guys go your separate ways. So, I guess we're gonna keep this, you know, very quick, very clean. Um, you guys will just roll interrogation to see what information you can get out of the guys at either place, or if you wish to talk to people that were injured but innocent, that involves the skill uh, diplomacy. Mm. Uh, I have That's case. the one. Thank you, John. <laughs> okay, so... Well, I, I guess I'll make a roll on interrogation. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's doing that, can I use my empathic insight ability to sort of gauge, like, sort of give him, like, he's lying, he's telling the truth, he's hiding something, that sort of thing? Sure. Alright, so that's just two hard dice, so that's two tens. Alright. Uh, okay, so I've got two nines. Okay. So I guess so, just consider this like a aiding rule. Alright, so with two nines, basic and the aid of his empathic ability, this is what you're able to figure out. So, the ringleader of the group, the guy who was essentially in charge of the group that surrendered, is a guy named Robbie Lynch. Yeah, so the Irish mob... Essentially, the first, the family that's in power right now is the McCarthys. Robbie Lynch is a lieutenant working under one of the cousins of the family, fin- Finnegan Finn McCarthy. After talking to Mr. Lynch and, you know, putting screws in the right places, so to speak, you're able to elicit a confession out of him that essentially he was behind the whole thing. That he um, admits to having set the whole thing up, that it was his idea. He was the one who was planning on making money off of it without the knowledge of the family. Now, Blackmore, Mm -hmm. he's lying. That is, you're able to figure out that he is honest about being involved with it, but there is a tinge of dishonesty with him saying that he was the one in charge of it, that he was doing it solely for his own profits, and a big lie when he said that none of the profits were going to the family. Mm. And this is the lieutenant, right? Yeah, the lieutenant. All right, so I sort of come up to him and be like, look, come on. We know that these sort of things don't go without any sort of family approval. You couldn't have done this all on your own, or else you'd already be lying face up in a ditch somewhere with a bullet in the back of your head. We know somebody higher up is involved, so at this point, lying to us is only going to make all of these proceedings more difficult. And I'm going to attempt persuasion. Uh, that is three twos. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Copper. You're shite out of luck. I want to speak to my lawyer. Hmm. Turn to a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think uh, confessions made to ghosts count in a court of law. I don't think that's the main thing illegal in the handbook about that. <laughs> no Why don't you talk to my my partner, Mr. Spookyton? Who <laughs> <laughs> just like wipe your hand over your face. <laughs> I am the ghost of law and order. Tell me the truth. No, you go onto your desk and suddenly a hand puppet comes out. <laughs> no, it comes through the table. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <a ghost>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a hole cut into the table. <laughs> no, no. All right. All right. So we can't really grill him more if he wants to do any lawyers. So um, 
Uh, I'd start helping through the booking. And uh, do any of these guys and um, Chip, you'd realize this since you're helping with it. You notice that Blackmore seems to be concentrating an awful lot on, like, everyone's fingerprints. Like, examining them almost. But yeah. Almost like he's a detective. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, he's sort of taking his time looking through them, whereas everything else is just sort of on autopilot. Mm But yeah, other than that, you know, we book them and we keep pressing them. I'm assuming, does anybody else give up anything? Uh, nah. Either either they're too afraid to or they're too determined not to. Mm. What can we get out of the bugbear? Um, unfortunately, the bugbear doesn't give you much. He's not too intelligent. Basically, if there was anything, any major plans going on, they didn't tell him about that. Basically, he followed orders, he got paid. Mm. Uh-huh. What do, um... It's almost as if stupid people couldn't keep a secret. <laughs> and they knew this. Mm-hmm. Um, I called Dubois, as we're going through the bugbear interrogation. And hello? I, uh, hello, Dubois. Uh, listen, do bugbears have anything in particular they like to eat? Or is it sort of a free-for-all sort of thing? They like food. They do like food. <laughs> they eat quite a bit of it. Um, and they're fine with just about anything. Alright. They uh, can eat food. Ah, good to see yet education is paying off for you. Alright. I could have just Googled this. Yeah. Hang up. <laughs> you dare insult my education? <laughs> I'll have you know I paid good money for that. You went to Ohio State? <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, so yeah, at uh, some point during the interrogation, I make sure the bugbear gets something from, like, the cafeteria. Okay, yeah. So, being a Scotland Yard, it's better quality food than, like, a hospital or something like that. Like, um, I'll say that you're able to get him, like, a big uh, cardboard container of mac and cheese and stuff. So, yep. yeah, he actually has it. He's a bit surprised when, when he has it, but he, you know, slurps it up gratefully. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just keep talking to him, and again, I'm assuming it doesn't really go anywhere, but, you know. Nah. But I try and convince him, like, these are bad people. You, you don't want to hang out with bad people. Well, he's a little more open to talking, but at the same time, you don't know if he even have anything useful on him to begin with. Well, no, I'm trying to keep him from going back to crime. Okay. Um, Rehabilitation is key. Yes. Okay, yeah, you're not too sure how interested he is in it, but... At the very least, he does seem grateful for the food. Hmm. Oh, well. He's been something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some bugbear powers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got super strength all of a sudden, but the mac and cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, so, that's how it works for the... <laughs> for the salamanders, yeah. Just throw food at so them. So that's the work that you two guys do. Yep. Let's go to the hospital. So, are there any of the myths that you guys want to talk to, or any of the criminals that were taken into the hospitalized custody? Um, we can deal with the kid last. Um... So which myths were brought in? There were three myths that were brought in. John Candon, who seemed otherwise unharmed. He was the big guy, right? Um, no, John Candon's the kid. Oh, okay. Uh, Lucius Creed is the big guy, ah, yeah, yeah. the Minotaur. He's got, um, yeah, he looks like he's taken a whole bunch of licks over the last month or so. So, but it's mostly just bruises and healed over cuts and stuff like that. And finally, there's, uh, Ted Galatis, the satyr, and it looks like he's taken a bit of a pounding tonight. Unfortunately, well, I was not talking to him. He's probably a little sensitive. Yeah, Can you they've like... um, they've uh, taken him into care. They've given him a whole bunch of sedatives, and right now he's just out like a light and snoring. Hmm. All right, let's go. Can't like healing punch him. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not a thing he does. I'm not. Oh, what? I'm not actually Zenyatta. Oh. Um, I'll say that in terms of magical healing abilities, there are spirits or myths that do possess healing abilities, but they mostly keep it in their own community. That is. 
Although relations are still being established with humans, it's not at the point where they're ready to entrust humans with that level of knowledge or secrecy. Although humans probably might not be quite cool with, yeah, no, you just drink this, you know, fairy dust and that's going to fix it. (laughs) Yeah, no, do it. It's fine. Trust me. I went to Yale for eight years. (laughs) This makes no sense. Yeah, well, meth And there's just a fairy off in the distance is like shrugging. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe you underestimate that humans just, like, want to live forever. Mm-hmm. They'll probably do anything. <laughs> so, Miss Dubois, would you like to uh, talk to our friend, uh, Mr. Creed? Perhaps he knows what's what happened. Sure. All right. Wait. You go to his hospital room. They put him in his natural environment, a labyrinth. Uh-huh. <laughs> China shop. <laughs> well, there isn't really a cot that's big enough to hold him, so they've actually taken... Well, yeah, basically... Uh, they've managed to secure um, some type of bed that's actually used. Uh, they kept it in case this sort of thing would happen. It's basically a bed that they would use in case of farm animals or, you know, draft horses and such. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he's down Aww. on... This, this hospital used to be a horse veterinarian clinic. No, no, well, that, I, that's actually a thing. Horseology. <laughs> well, it's a hospital, but they anticipated they might have to deal with a myth so they um, were able to buy a bed specifically for this purpose cool. or this situation. So, so yeah, um, he yeah, a couple of nurses are kind of hovering over him. He's um, being very cooperative, but they're still a little nervous around him. All the same as they, you know, dab at a couple of his open wounds with antiseptic and stuff, and you know, put a couple bandages on him here and there. So he just yeah, he turns and regards you very slowly as you come in through the door. Ah, Mister Creed, um, moment of your time. Have anything else to do? Uh, Any gestures to a chair nearby? Um, all right, I go sit down. I, I slowly, old man, sit down. Oh, my bones, <laughs> my butt, <laughs> my everything. Um, <clears throat> my gait. So, um, Mr. Creed, could you? Um, oh, my terrible. My apologies. I'm I'm uh, Mr. Adams, and this is my uh, partner here, uh, Mr. Dubois. Yeah, he um, extends a hand. Pleasure. I, my tiny hand, like, reaches yeah. into his massive hand. It's Yeah, it's like shaking hands with a baseball man. Yeah. <laughs> when he shakes Tara's hand, he notices she has a surprisingly strong grip. Except, except <laughs> you wouldn't be able to exert any grip because his hand is bigger than... Yeah. You can't reach around his hand. You can't reach, reach around his pinky and give it a squeeze. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, yeah, um, you, have, you have enough to definitely encircle one of his fingers, but aside from that, two is a bit of a stretch. So, after Fist he... Sh- yeah. <laughs> Alright, if you extend a fist bump, he will he'll stare at it for a moment, then <laughs> then he'll return. No, he does that thing where like he goes in for the handshake and when he sees Tara going in for the fist bump, he just switches immediately. Mm. <laughs> I feel like punches you through a wall. <laughs> oh jeez, it keeps happening. Alright. And he sort of gives you a little gesture as if to say, okay, go ahead. So, it seems you were in that unfortunate situation for quite a long time. Could you perhaps give us um, a bit of a Timeline on what you, um, who, who, and what you saw. All right. So uh, most of the guys here that you brought in, they were most of the people that I saw. Only a couple of them are maybe a bit different. Two of them I remember. One of them, got guy with a shaved head. A lot of people called him the boss. Went by the name of Finn. Yeah, didn't call him much of anything else. A couple guys called him Mr. McCarthy, but. Yeah, talked to me a few times. Didn't like the feel of the guy. Acted as though he was looking at a draft horse. Some type of money get, money getter. He was also with this other guy that followed him around. Faye, 
myth. Didn't like the look of him too much. Probably an elf of some type. Uh, cold eyes. Cold effort. Didn't give his name. But ever so often he'd come in with a bit of advice. Finn would listen to it. Did you happen to catch his name? Hmm. Fair, careful of it. Hmm. Hmm. Did you ever um, hear anyone talking about Loy? Um, whatever his name is, something. The, the candor the boy. Kid. kid was brought in a couple days ago. Can't remember when exactly. But uh, they did talk about him. Some of them said that he was just a kid and they should let him go. Others were saying that he had a strong power rating, whatever that meant. But they said that they keep him, see if there was anything useful about him. Mm. Don't know. Well, oh, you have anything to add? Um, well, um, hmm. Would you like some tea? And I pull out, <laughs> <laughs> and I pull out a thermos. He gives a shrug. I hand him a tea, uh, hand him a teacup of like a super tiny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tea. it's about the size of a thimble to him. Yeah, he sniffs it. What's in this? Just long. <laughs> Personal blend. Peppermint. Nice. Oh. <laughs> it like opens up. He drinks sinuses. Mm, not bad. Thanks. Now, if you have any issues, um, here is a number to call, and I hand him a card with my phone number on it. Thanks. Hey, thanks a lot for the help. Just appreciate the, it. Just doing our jobs. If look, you need to get in contact with me. More questions, anything like that. Uh. He asks the nurse for a pen and paper. He quickly jots something down, then hands it to you. Okay. What is it? It's, uh, yeah, his own info, like uh, name and address and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, well, basically contact info. Well, thank you for being so cooperative. I hope um, hope your wounds are tended to and you can go back to your normal life. Ah, this is fine. I've had worse. Should be able to get out of here tomorrow. <clears throat> um, well... If we think of anything, we'll uh, come talk to you. Mm. But uh, otherwise, have a great day. And I, I go up and I pat him on the shoulder. <laughs> I reach up, like really high up, like straining my back. And pat him on the shoulder. He's not very expressive, but he gives a little snort that you think is a minor hint of amusement. <laughs> uh, I'll just steal a piece of paper from one of those nurses as we're, as we're walking. Sure, okay. Alright. So what's your next stop? Uh, we're gonna go see the kid. Alright. Yeah. So, yeah, the kid's unharmed, and, yeah, there are, um... What's his full name again? John Candon. John Candon. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So, heading inside, the kid's up in his bed, and he's wearing a hospital gown and stuff, and they've got, um, a couple of folks in there talking to him already. They seem to be, you know, guys that are maybe from child services or something like that, and as you guys come in... Um, oh! Hello there. Um, you folks are with Scotland Yard, I presume? Yes, and I show them my badge. Alright, um, we're just from Child Services, just asking John about everything that's been going on. If you need some time, we can go right ahead. Oh, well, don't let us stop you. Please finish. I'm mm. sure whatever you're doing is very important. No, no, we, we were actually just finishing up. We're actually about to contact his uh, foster family just a minute. Well, I'm sure it'll be an interesting call. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, I... Dare say, I hope they're not. They haven't been too worried. Um. So, uh, with that, he takes out his cell phone and begins to punch in a number. All right. Uh, I'm gonna walk up to John. Mm-hmm. Um. Hello there, uh, John. Um, oh. Hello. Um. I'm. <laughs> I'm in, um, Inspector Adams. And this is <laughs> yes, my partner. Are, <laughs> are we inspector inspectors, right? Um. Agent. Yes, inspectors. Because yeah. constable is the one below it. Yeah. 
yes, you're from the warehouse. Yes. Oh, I have. Glad you remember us. As my partner, Mister Wa. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. We were just wondering um, if you could tell us about anything that you remember. Uh, like any from I'm, the time you were taken to uh, like the events that went down. Well, I was, I was going. I'm going to use what's it called? Embrace tranquility, and then you punch him in the neck, and he gets relaxed. Empathy. And he's like, all of a sudden, I'm no stupid kid anymore. Yes. Suddenly, I have the distinguished manners of an English gentleman. Shouldn't he have like an advocate with him when being questioned by the police? And then that's what the C uh, child services Maybe. people are for. Oh, and also he doesn't have a parent or guardian here, so... Yeah, no, I'm just saying... No, as like, in we might have like to him. wait until he has somebody there. Well, I think as long as we didn't kick the guy out, the child service, like, yeah. he's still in the room. It's fine, we're not looking for evidence that's admissible um, in court. I'll say that yeah. one of the child services people stepped outside the guy who was going to make the call. His partner stayed behind in the room and... I, I care more about if this kid's okay than if we can get evidence out of him. Yeah, okay. I got two sevens. All right. Um, so yeah, he's just, he's been rattled, but other than the emotional damage, uh, he hadn't been hurt physically at all. They had, he remembered that they had been talking out of earshot about what to do with him and stuff like that when they thought he couldn't hear them. And he did remember seeing two men that fit the description of the guys that, uh, Lucius Creed saw earlier as well. The guy that they apparently called Finn McCarthy, as well as the strange, um, Elvish fellow that was with him as well. Hmm. At least both he the kid didn't get any names, but given the descriptions he gave you, they seemed to match up with a, what Lucius told you. Hmm. Okay. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out a paper crane that I had folded using oh, that piece of paper. Children love that shit. Yeah. Behold magic. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um, if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, I, we understand. Talk to this hand puppet. <laughs> um, <laughs> a ghost reaches out. I, I hand him the paper crane. He thought takes you, it. Thought you might like one of these. Um, I can show you how to make one if you like. Okay. All right. So I grab two pieces of paper and I start showing him how to how to put a paper crane together. And while we're while we're saying, yeah. you're talk. Uh, I'm going to talk to him. So, um, <clears throat> so first you wanted these and uh-huh. uh, one of these. So and while I'm doing that. Um, and you're so, supposed to crease it here. Yeah, yeah. You're doing very well, John. Thank you. Now tell me what you know. <laughs> he like folds the, he like opens the paper. There's like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he opens it up in one way, and it has a question written on the inside. We were both Where are they? Uh, but um, so so John, um, how's uh, how's long how's how's living with your parents? Uh, I don't, I don't really have parents. Um, oh. they, I have a family I live with. Oh, well, how, how are they? Not yeah. n- they're not nice. Oh, really? They're not nice. I like, is, are, are they, how, how are they not nice? They, it's okay, you know. can tell me it's safe here, and I put my hand they, on his shoulder. They kind of, well, I mean, they've given me a place to stay, and they've given me food, but they treat me um, like I'm a bother, I suppose. Well, that's not your fault. And the the ki- um, I suppose the foster brother or sister, they kind of, well, they bully me, I suppose, And but when I try to tell my parents, they don't really care, or they don't believe me, and they, uh... Hmm. How old is this kid? Ten? Yeah, ten-ish. You really can't tell how old myths can be. Yeah. And as he's saying this, um, the agent from, from outside comes back in, closing up his cell phone. Okay. 
Uh, and he sort of gives you a look that says, Well, um, Miss Dubois here will help you finish. I can hand you like a half done paper crane. <laughs> I um, look at it like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go with the guy outside. Right. So I tried to contact his parents, but uh, they said that they can't come down tonight. They didn't say why. Well, um, I can... If it's not uh, against regulations, I could have them stay at my place. Um, I have quite a large... Since my wife passed, I have quite a large area to... Uh, I have a large estate. You can become my ward. Yes, I can tutor him the ways of the east. <laughs> Show him the ways. Well, something, something, chakra man. <laughs> He can drive my car. <laughs> he's, a large he's, little, he's a little young for that. He can drive your carriage. You don't need a license for that. It's fine. Just tape a telephone book to his foot. He can reach the pedals. The hands, mole man strategy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, the, he thinks about this. Well, child services, part of it is being able to look into a situation and... Uh, I, I, I am a myth specialist. I'm going to use persuasion. Okay. Let me take this child away. <laughs> Let me steal this child. <laughs> I'll give you a log to take back to his father's <laughs> it's nothing. Spe- it's nothing to be worried. All I want is one child. <laughs> um, two, two. Blackmore, can your ghost do ventriloquism? I need a favor. <laughs> two, well, two. I suppose it is a bit of a difficult situation with myths, and the fact is, sometimes the foster system isn't kind to children, let alone any, let alone myth or human. But do you think that there is a possibility that the child might be facing some type of abuse at his current household? From my cursory investigation, it seems incredibly likely. Uh, as I, it seems like a smart young man, but it seems rather. Um, beaten down by his the system hmm. at very least by his adopted parents or foster parents he takes a moment to glance into the window uh, on the door looking into the room <laughs> just like or wait you look inside and instead of the paper folding you see that Tara has like turned her hands into stone and is like <laughs> doing all weird things he raises like... a very slow eyebrow ah <laughs> Then right. check this, what is he doing cool yeah, it's like it's like her breaking <laughs> stuff with her fist. Like yeah. it's like her picking up stuff and crushing it. It's <laughs> like instead of folding this, watch. <laughs> crush. Do it again. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to teach Never you what I learned at university. Now crush him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? I take his Jello cup and I like squish it. <laughs> it squirts up into the air like a fountain. <laughs> Now I'm going to teach you how to really get through in university. Here's how to win at quarters. <laughs> so, um, he tur- the agent turns back to you. Uh, <clears throat> I could leave him with Miss Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I haven't he smiles. I'm going to persuade again. <laughs> Using her as a... As... Can I get a bonus for having Dubois look so irresponsible? <laughs> uh, two tens. Three tens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, whatever. I can protect him from demons. <laughs> he, th- he thinks. From- Is she? In- would she be interested in keeping custody? <laughs> <laughs> You're volunteering. No, I said can it. Well, no, no, no. no, no. He, he, you think- what I said was what? What? Okay, so what I'm doing was uh, I was saying I could leave her with Dubois as kind of like either I take her or I let her 
have her, and oh. I just showed that she was irresponsible. Okay, so. Um, mm. Or you well. know, we can go back with this foster family. Are you? <laughs> no, but they're not available. Just for tonight. No. I wasn't, I wasn't taking for it for... T- we'll look into... We'll look into the situation with this family. Um, for tonight, if you wish to have them stay at your place, that'd be more than reasonable. It would be much better, I suppose, than having them stay here at the hospital. In the morning, we'll contact you and um, inform you on the situation. If you are interested in possibly keeping custody, that is becoming <laughs> keeping new, him the straight beca- puppy. That is becoming a um, a foster parent in the situation that the family is found to be wanting. Then it would be possible to have custody transferred to you, so to speak. Well, perhaps we but should. Are you a British? Like citizen? Do you I'm live not. in England? No, I don't think you can have yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, Ameri- I'm American. So. Nevertheless, the whole stat, the whole concept of myth citizenship and your talents, so to speak, as well as your profession, might leave you. Mm, well, I'll have to talk about this with the higher ups. Well, but I, you, you know. Also, t- you're like an 80 year old single man. <laughs> Chances are they're gonna say no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Large estate, fun for children. Old man, wait a second. I've seen this before. <laughs> this is the perfect place to raise a child. <laughs> um, well, yes. how about until his the issues with his family are sorted out, we see it just as a form of uh, police custody. <laughs> Fucking handcuff him. Like protect, sorry, protective custody. Oh. I suppose that's I suppose that's reasonable given his. <clears throat> he looks at his phone. Interest that his family has in picking him up, I'm sure they wouldn't begrudge one night or possibly two, given how the investigation goes on. I mean, my primary objective is his uh, safety. Of course. So, so he's clearly being targeted because of his uh, status as a myth. And hmm. We wouldn't want his uh, foster family to be unduly uh, inconvenienced by such a situation. Very true. So give me your children. Give me the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, You're um, making this worse. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I actually wanted to ask the. Uh, I'm actually pulling the more. <laughs> Give the, me the ball. <laughs> the the guys who were running it, like how they selected people and why they decided to pick up the kid. Um. Okay. So probably got- pocket. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to use my empathic recall ability first to sort of sense for stuff out. Uh huh. That's just uh, two hard dice. Okay. Stuff, uh, empathic things in the apartment? Yeah. Uh, things things that have possessed strong emotional attachments or something. Yeah, not, too, like, overall it just has the sense of home about it. Like, this is, you know, like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, overall, if he felt angry or scared or guilty about anything he was doing, you had a feeling that it wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Or either that or he just didn't feel about that way in the first place. Are there any, like, emotional, uh, like, Family heirlooms or artifacts or anything? Yeah, you see a couple. You see a photo of. There's a charged photo on his mantelpiece that you assume to be of his parents. We have a description of Finnegan, uh, Finn McCarthy, right? Yeah. Is there anything in the apartment that looks like it might be like they. Because he's a lieutenant, so I have to assume they were at least somewhat close. Huh. Yeah, you looked around for any type of phone or anything like that, but the weird thing is, phones. Um, because you contact so many people on them, the emotional signals can be a little muddled when you use them. Yeah. Yeah, the best way that you can find an, an emotional connection is to look at a phone immediately after it's been used, 
but you only get the emotional charge of whoever it was that they were calling. Yeah, just like how with bullets, you don't get as good with a knife. Exactly. Think of it like that. Yeah. So, all right. Mm. But, yeah, you take a look around, and overall, you can't really find anything linking him to Finn. Mm. If he had any evidence, he was probably smart enough to make sure that he didn't have it on him. Yeah. Well, they don't make it to Lieutenant by being stupid. Um, perhaps, perhaps we should look for some less conventional um, things. I'm going to use Trevor Sense. Vibrations, okay. Yep. Looking for I'm looking for hidden shit. Yep, it sounds good. Okay, well, that was a five, but it doesn't matter. All right, two twos. You don't really sense anything. Mm. Okay. It's an apartment, right? So there's not really like a lot of large walls or anything like that. Mm. I don't. I don't sense any hidden alcoves or anything. Um. I mean, Blackmore could just stick his head through walls if he's trying to find hidden stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh God, asbestos! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, that only works for like um, the walls. It doesn't work if he's hidden something under the floor. You can't Which... put your head through the floor. You can put your foot to the floor. Oh, good point, actually. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start ghosting around. Stir around. Okay. Um, yeah, so you look around, and yeah, so basically... Look at yeah, all these 60s playboys. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah, uh, you don't need your emotional sense to tell what emotion is charged with those. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, going through the floorboards, you, you actually, yeah, you seem to find some sort of loose board underneath his bed. Something here. What was that? <laughs> as I, I walk over there. As you get closer, you realize... He's in ghost mode. You, you said something as well. I know, just... Vibrations. Very, very, very faint right. from underneath the boards. Are they good vibrations? <laughs> Is Marky Mark and the boys under the fuller boards? <laughs> Marky Mark. How did you get under there? <laughs> um, yeah. I got my waist. So I'll bend down and like... I owed him money. <laughs> I bend down slowly so as to not hurt my old man back, uh-huh. um, and slide my hand into the bed. Okay, loosening, looking underneath. There's a lot of dust and cobwebs, except for the place where you're going suspiciously enough. Like it's this little area, surprisingly clean. You lift up the floorboard. Underneath, you can see. Yeah, it seems to be a crawl space for some things you have on them. You see many rolls of do- uh, pounds, like a lot of money under here, rolled up into tight rubber bands. All of it kept in Ziploc bags as well as one separate Ziploc bag in which there is a small disposable phone vibrating. Hmm. Hmm. I pick it up. Take a look at it. Okay. Uh, there seems to be one incoming message from somebody. Can one of you get a recorder out? Pull it out. All right. I will hit the answer button. Okay. Robbie, are you there? Where are you? <laughs> what was your plan What's, go- yes. What's going on? Mm. Uh, I, I can't... Hear. Okay, so uh, what... I, what Chip's going to do is he's going to <laughs> yell into the phone. No, no, he's going. <laughs> Tell me what your name is. Mark of command. And you hear, and you hear like, what the fuck? No, ah! <laughs> and they fall over. As long as uh, he no, can hear he, him and understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what Chip's going to do is he's going to take his gun out and just like right next to the phone, pull the slide back on it. Oh, I see. Uh, Doing fully work. There is dead silence. Uh huh. And then he's going to like. Go up to a nearby object and and uh, swing the and basically pistol whip. Uh, like, is it a car? Oh, is a there pillow, like a, a pillow, a vase, or something? Yeah, a pillow or something. He's just yeah, gonna he like. Yeah, he wants it to sound like a body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah, there's a vase nearby. You pistol whip it and flowers and water fall to the floor. Immediately after you do, there's a moment and then it just... Well, that ought to get him running scared. Mm -hmm. Um, I checked the mobile phone. What was the number that that message was coming from? Um, a random number. Hmm. No contact info. It was probably a burner phone phoning a burner phone. give it to the tech people. Yeah. I started bagging all the money and all the... Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, after do it, after taking a look around, that seems to be just about everything you can find. Well, we have at least an eyewitness report that Finnegan was there, but, well, lawyers are tricky business, and I don't know if that's going to be enough to allow us to incriminate him, or at least get a warrant to search his place. I mean, the testimony of a... If the guy's a known criminal, and another criminal testified that he was no, part of it. No, no known criminals testified. Yeah, it was it the was, Minotaur. It was, it was, yeah, it was just the Minotaur. Uh, we yeah. weren't able to get anything out of them. We suspect that they're doing it out of loyalty or possibly fear, but either way, they kept tight. Robbie seems to be prepared to take the fall for this, as it seems. So... With that, are you guys going to head back to Scotland Yard or back to your apartments and figure this out the next day? Or mm. I, I head back to Scotland Yard. Okay. I've got something that I need to do. I probably shouldn't leave the, little, the, the young man. Um... Uh, yeah, you, you might want to talk to somebody in child services just to make sure that's all on the level. Cause... Oh, oh, I did. I was very convincing. With the help of Miss Dubois, of course. <laughs> you think that that has somehow made Blackmore less likely to believe that this is on the level. There's just just make sure you confirm it with more than one person, yeah? Uh, did you not trust my ability as a caretaker? Confirm what? Mr. Blackmore? I, would you do you think you would do a better job? I, trust, I could I could bring him over to your place. I just like pinch my nose and go, "Look, I need a drink." <laughs> <laughs> I look at the painkillers like no. the dosage just mm. <laughs> Uh, and he just pinches the bridge of his nose and goes, Look, I just want to make sure that none of this comes back to bite us in the ass. God knows Buttermaker's just looking for an excuse to tear into us. What What could possibly could you get mad about? Well, for us helping out a young boy who is in need of a caretaker. I'm going to give you two words. You should look him up. Jimmy Seville. And he then gets in a car and drives away. For those of you listening on the podcast, Jimmy Seville was a well-known, beloved te- uh, television personality in the UK. That was convicted of several counts of pedophilia. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm American. <laughs> yeah, which is why I tell you to Google it before I drive off. What the Google? <laughs> <laughs> He's also an old American. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Right over I'm, his head. I go look in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica. Is this some sort of British slang <laughs> yeah, that I don't yeah, know of? I get an Encyclopedia Britannica because I think it's a British dictionary. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, so then. But yeah, he heads back to, uh, Blackmore heads back to Scotland Yard and basically extends an invitation for anyone to come back with him. Um, I mean, is there any actual work that still needs to be done? Paperwork? Ooh, yeah, there's, there's a lot there's of paperwork, paperwork, but there's always paperwork, especially for an event like this, but the fact is this is going to take maybe a couple days, so... Um, I've got... It would be understandable if you guys went home tonight, got some sleep, came back tomorrow, and did that. Right, I Well, I'm not going to fall asleep for some time. Also, I took the bird. No, because no one said anything. (laughs) You just keep stealing shit from that place. Children. I'm actually interested in getting a thing with that bird because, like, detecting, like, what... Detecting myths is probably a really good, useful power. Yeah. But... 
I mean, he's not gonna fight you for it. He's like, <laughs> give me the bird. Well, actually, he's, actually, what he's gonna say is, we should probably bring that back to Scotland Yard to put it with the others. Do you put it in its cage before taking it with you? No. Does it just fly off? Um, and it kind of perks up, sort of, you know, hovers around in the air. <laughs> then it kind of, yeah. Do you do anything to try and convince it to stay with you? Yeah, you, I, I pull out a handful of bird food that I have. It immediately flies back, sits down on your finger, and begins to nosh some more on the bird food. Shouldn't we have something to, like, keep that in to make sure it doesn't fly away? Oh, well, I mean... Like, what, is not there a, a bird cage? I'm not a big fan of cages, but, um, I guess. And I... Are you a big fan of losing evidence? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love losing evidence. Yeah, I mean, if this, this was how they were, like... I put it back in the cage... Yeah. Okay. I grab the cage. I go back to our car. Yes. Uh-huh. I Blackmore insists on driving. Mm-hmm. No, me and Dubois. Oh right. Well, I still insist on driving, <laughs> Chip. <laughs> That's fine. You have to feel useful. Uh huh. Oh wait, do, do I see? Uh, do I see? Um, Adams and Dubois driving off. Yeah. <laughs> Who's driving? Me, of course. I've learned my lesson. I just subtly say, "Would you like to take another nap?" Well, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's too classic, weird. Quincy. <laughs> all right, so you guys get back to Scotland Yard, put all the evidence you need to uh, into where it needs to go. And the litmus bird is put into, well, your myth custody, you might say. Mm. So it's now available if you, any of you want to make a pact with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, so as Chip is working through the paperwork, uh, Blackmore says, I'll be right back, uh, there's something I need to take care of. And uh, Blackmore heads to the cold cases section of the uh, police department. Alright. Does a routine that he's basically memorized off by heart. Walk up, say hello to Frank, sign in, stand at the door, wait for the buzzer, go in, turn right, find row 49, find case file 67702, and he begins to look through it. The murder of Zoe Blackmore. Mm-hmm. Pulls out alcohol, begins drinking, begins crying. Then he's like, no, and he spits it out. Yeah. <laughs> Brings out the record player, puts on the record. It's very it takes off all my clothes. <laughs> Gets into a nice warm bath. But no. Chocolate. I start looking through it again uh, and start seeing if there's anything in the evidence that might relate to this Fay or anything that might relate to the Darcy Shipping Company. Nothing. <clears throat> Damn it. <laughs> a loose end. You know this case by heart, and the fact is, none of it matches up, unfortunately. This is... Yeah, every gun has a bullet that, or every bullet has a gun it was fired from, but in this case, they don't match up. Mm, damn. Well, he looks through it again, just to make sure he's got everything right. The same thing he does every time. Where mm-hmm. he packs it back up, puts it back in the thing, walks out, and jumps back to do paperwork. So, as for you guys, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep doing evidence and, you know, uh, paperwork, stuff like that? Or are you going to head uh, back to your places, get some rest for the night? I'm definitely going back to my place. I gotta make sure that kid hasn't, like, turned into a supernova or something and blown up my house. Alright. You guys? Um, Chip's probably going going to, uh, actually, while they were heading back, Chip will ask, uh, Blackmore to swing by his place. And right. then, um, like, he'll pick up his dog and just bring it to the precinct. 
Okay. So in like, a, in like a dog carrier. He's too big for that. Dog. In like a big dog carrier. He can't be tamed mm. except by food. There's no carrier that can fit him. Just the backseat of a car. So yeah, you come out with uh, your dog's name is Ace, right? Yeah. All right. So you come out with Ace, and, I'm just, and then Black Widow rolls on the window. What's that? It's Chris Ace. panting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had a dog. Yeah. Bear. Yeah. Uh, Ace is um, where I. It's the myth I use. Oh right, right. Um, he's trained, right? Yes. Trained to kill. <laughs> he's pretty much just a big softie. But he's at this point he's straining at the leash, trying to see what Blackmore is all about. I'm just wondering because it looks like the only way he's going to get in here is in the back, and I don't want him pissing all over my seats. He won't do that. All right then. Opens up the door, lets him in. Uh huh. He hops inside and immediately begins licking the side of your face. Ah, 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 ah. And now it's a mm-hmm. taste for your flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Blackboard, now it's a taste for blood. Mm-hmm. God, jeez. After that, he sits in the back seat and happily looks out the window as you guys drive back to the precinct. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So basically, what Chip's going to do is he's going to do paperwork until uh, he's too tired to do any more. And then basically sleep at his desk with Ace. All right, yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, Ace a gets a bone from the cafeteria. A couple people come by and ruffle Ace's ears and ask you, you know, what his name is and stuff. But yeah, yeah. great way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, Blackmore is going to continue trying to look into that mysterious Fay character. Right. Any arrest records in the last couple of years that match a description or anything like that, especially ones that are in connection to Finn McCarthy, and. Uh, it's like about time where he realizes that it's going to be time to leave work and go drinking, and then he realizes mm. that he can't, so he just continues yeah. doing more paperwork. Roll me either scrutiny or research, whichever one you think is more appropriate. Um, I'm looking for fine details here, so I'm going to roll scrutiny. Okay. Um, two fives. There seems to be no evidence that you can find whatsoever that incriminates this so-called fake character in any sort of way. Hmm. Either you haven't found anything yet, or this guy is very, very good. No, it's not good in either way. Um, yeah, I don't cross-reference it. Anything with, like, known accomplices of Finn McCarthy, but I'm assuming nothing comes up. Mm. Damn. All right, well, this stuff isn't going to fill it itself, so he starts working on the mountain of paperwork and the use of force forms. And Quincy's paperwork. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And what about you, Miss Dubois? What are you doing for the night? Um, Ridiculing Blackmore. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need help with that? <laughs> Going on a date with Megan's character. Um, I will research the bird thing. Okay, so yeah, you can... Uh, you head down to where they keep all the myths and stuff, and it's in a little room of its own. They've actually... They're still setting up a room for it and, like, putting things in, but it's got, like, a little water feeder and a little bird bath and stuff like that, so it looks... Yeah, it looks like a palace. It's like a bird hotel. It's... Yeah, it's a... <laughs> like, this thing is big enough, or this room is big enough to have, you know, 10, 20, even 30 birds of its size, so it's like they've given it a palace suite. Very nice. Uh-huh. Very nice. Three ten. Okay. Damn. You learn everything about it that you need to. Basically, um, <laughs> how it is able to sense mana, mana, all the theories about it. It's essentially a harmless little bird that is drawn to mana, being able to sense it in the same way that canaries are sensitive to certain types of chemicals. That is, mana doesn't kill the litmus bird, but is instead a form of nutrition for it in a sense. Uh, there's something I want to say here, but I won't do it. <laughs> mm. So yeah, it's um, 
absolutely a very useful little myth, and being able to form a pact that would allow the user to sense manic- mystical energies around a person. How does it um, convey this? Like, you just gain the same powers? Um, sorry, how does it convey this? Like, how does it? how is it conveying these... Um, how does it tell that it... How, yeah. how does it tell the person? Or you just, it was simply that they made a pact with them. Yeah, like, it, it would be like the salamanders. If oh. you made a pact with them, then you would be able to gain the same powers. Mm-hmm. And so, all yeah. it wants is food, essentially. Yeah, that's, that's the good thing about, you know, bestial spirits like this. They make friends very easily. Mm-hmm. All right, um... That's it, and then I'll go home. Okay, Disregarding and... all paperwork, because I'm... I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Dubois, you really need to learn this part of the job. It's important. She's already out the door. What? Fuck oh, you! <laughs> And finally, as for Quincy, you head back home, and John is asleep on the couch, um, mouth open, eyes closed. What? In the meantime, uh, Kermit the Frog is singing, um, you know, the Rainbow Connection at the very end of the movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, John. Hello. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't mean to wake you up. Oh, <laughs> Um, I just wanted to come and see how you were doing, and, um, did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. Yes. I go, I go turn off the TV. Um, <clears throat> well, John, I just want mm-hmm. you to know, um, you know what, I'll, I'll talk to you about it in the morning. Oh, okay. And I proceed to put a blanket over him and tuck him in. Yeah, he is out like a light before you even tuck him in. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.